Welcome to Shedding Shackles. Today's topic is living naturally. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. Welcome, everyone. My name is Roland. The program is called Shedding Shackles. I'm now in my 30th year on the radio. And I have a message for you. You have not been living life properly. I know. It's not your fault. You can't help the situation you were born into, nor can you help the fact that people around you who should have had wisdom didn't have any. People who were supposed to have your best interests at heart were themselves misled. So you went along to get along, and you did everything just as you were told to do. Or perhaps you rebelled against whatever they told you to do. But most likely, for the most part, you went along. And it seemed uh, kind of okay. But then something is missing. Something is missing. And the things that were supposed to bring happiness turn out not to bring happiness. Sometimes they bring just the opposite. Now, why is that? When you look at, for example, a bunny rabbit or a deer or a fox or a cat. They live their life and they're not unhappy. Everything they do is perfectly natural and they have no conflict over it. And they're basically happy. Maybe happy is not the right word, but they're not unhappy. They're not depressed. They're not anxious. They're not nervous. They're not full of conflict. They're not full of self-doubt. But what about human beings? See, the human being is very smart. So you would figure that since we're smart, why we we would flow even more naturally and be even more contented and uh, so on than animals. But it's just the opposite. Human beings have conflict. They're tense. They're nervous. They're anxious. They're afraid. They're resentful. They're unhappy. They're bitter. They are filled with self-doubt and frustration. There you go, frustration. Now, animals don't know frustration, except in very, 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 very unnatural circumstances. For example, if an animal is uh, in some kind of a laboratory setting and uh, something is set up, you know, like Pavlov's experiments where the animal doesn't get its food and so on and so forth. But that's totally unnatural. In the natural setting, animals are not frustrated. They may not find immediately what they want, but they keep looking, they keep looking, they're not frustrated. So what's what's happening with human beings? Well, it's pretty obvious that we're missing the boat. It's very obvious that we're not living life as we're supposed to. If animals can be happy and contented and flow along easily without conflict, without guilt, without anxiety, without resentment, without bitterness, without worry, then human beings should be able to also. So, something is missing. Now, what you've done is you've blamed everybody else. Yes, you found yourself unhappy and frustrated, and so you blamed people. You blamed your parents. You blamed your boyfriend. You blamed your girlfriend. You blamed your husband. You blamed somebody. But that doesn't help any. You're, you may blame them, but it doesn't help you to, to find what you're looking for. What is it, then, that you need to find? Well, you need to find your Creator. That's right. You need to find 
God because he is the answer to everything. It was the fact that Adam fell away from God that began the whole mess. Now, let's look at it another way. When Adam lived in paradise, and you may say, well, it's just a myth, but you know something? Deep down, we yearn for some kind of a, of a place that's good and happy and pure. We think back to times past, and we think, yeah, that was better then. That, things were more wholesome. Things were more natural. Things were, were happier. Life was simpler. Don't you ever think back to earlier days and say life was simpler and happier? Well, that's part and parcel of something in you that, that yearns for whatever it was that Adam lost. I'm a man with a microphone, so I, people ask, no, I don't have a church. I do not have a church. I'm just a person, and I open my mouth and I talk. And if what I say strikes a responsive chord, then that's good. This program is a labor of love. I buy the airtime to bring you this special message. Be sure to check out our many free resources at SheddingShackles.com. But when Adam was in paradise, he didn't know conflict. He had no conflict. He lived life simply and happily, and life was beautiful. But what was it that caused Adam to fall? What was it? Well, he was ambitious. Well, first of all, he listened to other people instead of doing what he knew in his heart. He listened to the voice of someone else, and then he felt a little thrill of excitement. So he, he felt an emotion. That was the beginning of his downfall listening to someone else instead of what he knew in his heart, doubting God, who had said, hey, don't eat of that tree. So listening to someone else, taking what they said to heart, doubting God, feeling a little emotion of excitement. And that was his downfall. Then he reached, and he fell away from the paradise that he had known, and he fell into a jungle hell. That's right. So now you look all around the world. You look at uh, the way things are. And everywhere you see betrayal and cruelty and violence and anger and hostility and rage and impatience and war and theft and all kinds of awful things. So obviously we fell away from that which brings a paradise into existence. Now, how are you going to get back? Well, you, got, you have to get back, but not the way it was lost. In other words, Adam listened to someone else instead of listening to what he knew in his heart. So if you listen to someone else, if you listen to this expert and that expert and this professor and this writer and this guru and this somebody or other, or you read this book or that book, then all you're doing is looking externally. And that's what lost Adam Paradise in the first place. So you have to see, well, that's not the answer, which you probably already know that. You've listened to other people and you've been misled. You listened to their clever words and you were misled. So now you know it's not out there. So where is it? It's within. You have to begin to trust once again what you know in your heart. 
So that's the first thing. And then the second thing, not doubt it. When you know in your heart what's right, then don't doubt that. Just know that it's right and don't doubt it because it was doubt, it was a problem. And then the next thing that Adam had was a feeling, right? A little twinge of excitement, a thrill. Yes, Adam was excited when he thought of being ambitious and being like a god. So now you have to see that emotion, that's right, emotion is part and parcel of the fall, the fall into emotion. And, and look at your life. See, you're not so different from Adam. What happens when you become emotional? Then you make an emotional decision. You buy the wrong thing, you say the wrong thing. You marry the wrong person. See, you mess everything up. You mess up your relationships, your finances, everything by doing things emotionally. See, so you think about it. You think, yeah, it was that time when I got really angry and I did something really, really dumb. See, emotion. Or, my boyfriend made me so angry, I wanted to get revenge. I wanted to get even with him, so I talked behind his back and spread gossip about him and, see, emotion. So, can you trust what you know in your heart? Well, that would be nice, wouldn't it? So how are you going to do that? Well, you have to just see that what I said is true. That's all. Just see it. See that what I said is true. And say, yes, you're right, Roland, you're right. I've been emotional. I did a lot of dumb things when I became angry or I bought things I shouldn't have bought. And I knew in my heart something and I, I ignored it, didn't pay attention to it, and listened to other people and they misled me. And I know I'm missing the boat because I'm full of frustration and anger and rage and resentment and, and something is missing. Okay. So then how are you going to find what you know in your heart? How are you going to find that? Now what is this what you know in your heart thing? What is that all about? Well, I'm going to tell you right now, God communicates with people mostly by his light. He sends his light. He sends his light. And when you live in the light, then you can access from that light by way of your intuition, wordless knowledge and understanding and love. All manner of good things come from the inner light from God. And when you were a little child, you were very close to it. So the little child, you're very close to your intuition. If you had stayed close to it, never doubted what you knew in your heart, and never hated anyone, never resented anyone, and just always did what you knew in your heart, it would have led you step by step, discovery by discovery. It would have led you to become a person of great character, and then it would lead you eventually to God. You have to become more like you were when you were a little child. Think back. When you were a little child, you were very close to the kingdom of God. When you came into this world, you had a gift, a gift from God. How about that? When you were born, a gift, and that gift was intuition. You could know things wordlessly. But the beautiful thing is you can refine it. You see, there is a timeless realm, a realm of perfect patience, perfect love, perfect stillness. And when your soul 
See, when your soul is aligned with God, then it is very close to that timeless realm. You're in the world, but not of the world. You're in the world, but it's a little distant. You're in the world, but you're very close to this timeless realm. Everything God does is magical. Look at a butterfly or the way the clouds move across the blue sky. Look at the sweetness in a little child. Look at the beauty of nature and you'll see magic everywhere. Well, God is perfectly capable of helping you get better, but you must find him, become still, and know that he is God. And you will find him, and he will come to your aid. In these challenging times in which we live, Roland has decided to make the complete four-part meditation exercise available for free to those who cannot afford a donation. The meditation exercise is a tool for dealing with stress and remaining centered. To listen to the complete four-part meditation exercise, simply go to SheddingShackles.com and click on the middle icon Meditation. That's SheddingShackles.com Are you experiencing stress, anxiety, or unhappiness? Do you feel weighed down by the past? Stay tuned for a special message from Roland Trujillo, host of the Shedding Shackles radio program. For over 25 years, Roland Trujillo has been helping people shed the shackles of unhappy memories, consisting of upset, hurt feelings, and negative emotions that bind them to the past. Over the years, many people have listened to and benefited from Roland's positive message. Perhaps you, too, can discover the secret to becoming free from the past and moving forward to live a new life of joy and purpose. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. Hi, this is Jeremiah Trujillo, the producer of Shedding Shackles. When you send a gift of any amount, you'll receive one of Roland's ebooks, including Putting the Forever Back in Love, Forbidden Food, and Becoming a Friend of God. Simply go to SheddingShackles.com and click on the right-hand icon, ebooks. Welcome back. We're talking today about how the human race fell from paradise. It was the fact that Adam fell away from God that began the whole mess. But don't be too hard on old Adam because you know what? You would have done the same thing. In fact, you are doing the same thing he did. You go for temptation. That's right. All somebody has to do is make a little remark about you or not say good morning to you or make a little mistake, and you puff up in judgment. So you went for temptation, just like Adam did. And if someone promises you where you can have something for nothing, get something without having to work for it, 
you get excited. A little bit of excitement. Or if some naughty person comes along and suggests that you could do something a little bit naughty, you find yourself getting excited. All right, all right. So now do you see what the fallen human being is? That's the way we are. So you inherit Adam's nature. You go for temptation and get excited by temptation. That's right. So now you understand poor old Adam. But the question is, if you keep on living that way, you keep going for temptation, and somebody says, well, we have this this uh, super deal here where you can invest your money here and make a make a really fast, fast amount of money and you won't even have to work for it. Oh, no, they won't say it that way. No, they'll put it in a in a very subtle, sophisticated way, so it's not so obvious that you get excited. If you go for it, see, or if some naughty person, the next-door neighbor comes along with some naughty suggestion, if you go for it or keep thinking about it and get excited more and more and more, see, it's not good. If you can't say no to food, so you could stay at home and have something simple. Instead, you go and buy some overpriced fast food when you could have had something simple at home. That's right. If you go for some sort of entertainment. Entertainment. Up on the stage, people dancing around and prancing around with loud music and lights flashing. You spend a lot of money for that and you get excited and distracted. Distracted from what? Why do you want to be distracted? Why, why do you need someone to entertain you? Now look, animals don't need anyone to entertain them. Animals don't need comedians to make them happy. Animals don't need drugs to, to make them feel good. No, animals don't need to escape into thoughts and think about why she did that to me and she said that about me. <laughs> I'll get even with her. The next time I see her, I'll say, Oh, how's your husband doing? Hey. Animals don't have to do that. No. So wouldn't it be nice if you could live, if you could be more like an animal? But see, the problem with animals is they also have uh, base uh, impulse. They have impulses, animalistic hungers and drives. And But for the animal, it's perfectly natural. We're human beings. We have conflict over these animalistic impulses, don't we? So once again, you can see that if you could be, what would be, you don't want to be like an animal because you don't want these, imp these animalistic impulses, which you have anyway. No, you don't want that. Okay, well, repressing them, that's not the answer because that's the way you are. You inherit that nature, the fallen nature. It's not your fault. But on the other hand, just going with the flow and doing what comes naturally, so to speak, well, that's not the answer either. You've done that, and what happens? Well, you end up overweight and and uh, with credit cards charged up and a headache and bills and uh, you're out of shape. No, that, that's not the answer. So you could try compensating. Yeah, but you've always done that. You tried uh, to make yourself good and better and smarter and handsomer and prettier, and you worked hard to please them and prove something, and now that's not the answer. So what's the answer? Well, you have to become more like you were when you were a little child. Think back. When you were a little child, you were very close to the kingdom of God. When you came into this world, you had a gift, a gift 
from God. How about that? When you were born, a gift, and that gift was intuition. You could know things wordlessly. How do you think Einstein came up with his discoveries, his realizations? It was intuition. Stephen Jobs, the founder of Apple Computer, he talks about intuition. How about Isaac Newton? How about Mozart or Beethoven? Where does it come from? It didn't come from thinking and studying. It didn't come out of their imagination. It was intuition. It was like inspiration. That's right. So the little child, you're very close to your intuition. If you had stayed close to it, never doubted what you knew in your heart, and never hated anyone, never resented anyone, and just always did what you knew in your heart, it would have led you step by step, discovery by discovery, it would have led you to become a person of great character, and then it would lead you eventually to God. But the beautiful thing is you can refine it. You can refine it. God will forgive you. He will forgive you. And the fact that you've messed up, made a mess out of everything, hated people, took advantage, were phony with people, betrayed people, and then tried to hide by taking drugs and eating too much and buying too much and smoking too much and dancing too much and everything else. Well, all that did was bring you to the point where you could see that's not the way to go. And it brings you to the point where you cry out, your soul silently cries out to your Creator. And He answers. He answers. And the first thing He does is He begins to awaken you with a little bit of light. You know, early in the morning, have you ever woken up early in the morning and there's a little bit of light? He sends a little bit of light so that you can see a couple of things that you need to drop immediately. For example, resenting other people. First thing you'll see is that you're full of resentment. And you'll see that, and now, instead of trying to make yourself look good and put on an act, you just see it and regret what you see. And then the next thing happens is that God permits a proper emotion. If emotion was the way you fell, by becoming greedy, ambitious, resentful, hateful, angry, vengeful, well, if emotion was the way you fell, now he's provided a way for you to be redeemed, and it's by way of repentance, a proper emotion, where you feel sad when you see your own wrong. It's a helpless sadness because you realize you can't change yourself. You just regret what you see, but then you know what? You also sense that he forgives you, so it's a happy sad. And then you wipe the tears from your eyes, and the world is brighter, and the sky is blue, and the clouds are puffy, and the wind is blowing in your hair, and life is sweet. With God, life is sweet. That's right, you were very close to it when you were a little child. Now you must refine it. What has happened is that when you began to, to listen to other people and to becoming angry and emotional and resentful, and something whispered to you, whispered to you that people are against you and, you and people don't appreciate you and other people are just out to get 
what they can, and so you have to get what you can, and so on and so forth. These things are whispered. They're whispers to you. You've got to show them. You've got to prove to them that you're not dumb or whatever they say about you and get to the top and then have a nice car, nice shoes, and then throw it in their face. So your whole life revolved around proving something to someone who you had become angry at and resented. This is foolishness. So do you understand that you fell for temptation? You fell for it, just like Adam. The temptation to judge, to hate, to condemn, to get even, to prove something to them. So you spend your whole life trying to prove something to somebody. You wasted your life. Now you must refine what you know in your heart. And the meditation helps. It helps you to become still and find and access that inner light. And once you find it, then keep staying in touch with it. You, what do they say? Keep in touch. Keep in touch. Stay connected. Keep going back to your intuition. You know, a thousand times a day. Just stand back from whatever you're doing. Anything you're getting lost in, just stand back. When you find little emotions rising, stand back. When you find yourself getting lost in... Some music. Stand back. Just stand back. And be closer to what you know in your heart. See, you can put your hand over your heart right now. Just put your hand over your heart and sit quietly and close your eyes and look at the little pixels of light on the inside of your eyelids if you're in your room sitting quietly where you can close your eyes and you're in the present and you're closer to God. You're close to paradise. You're close to paradise. And stay with it. Stay with it. When you fall away, when you start to get angry, when you start to get lost in something, when you start to become, see yourself being selfish, when you see yourself becoming resembled, just see it. Just see it. See it over and over, a thousand times, a million times. See it and stand back. And each time you stand back, you're close again to the kingdom of God. And God sees that, and He, He, He gives that His blessing. You get His approval for not going for temptation, for standing back and not resenting people, and not hating them, and not trying to get even. You thereby remain in God's good graces, and then you feel His peace and His love. And you find what you've been looking for all your life. And life is sweet. So, May I recommend that you get the little meditation that will teach you how to become still and get a little separation from those thoughts that now pull you into them and those emotions that pull you into them. When you stand back, you're free to realize. You're free to understand and you're free to be patient. Stand back, and you will discover a whole new way of living. Until next time, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. I'll see you then. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Shedding Shackles with your host, Roland Trujillo. Now you can listen to Roland anytime by logging on to www.sheddingshackles.com. You'll find lots of free, helpful information, and you can also order materials or make a donation by using your credit card. Once again, the web address is sheddingshackles.com. Please remember that Shedding Shackles is listener-supported. Thank you. <laughs>